Welcome to the Martok Podcast. Hey, podcast. Thanks for joining us today. I'm super excited for today's topic, putting your account-based plans into action. Account-based programs are not a new concept, and though a lot of time has passed since they were first introduced, many teams are still struggling with how to implement them. I'm joined today by two marketers that are going to share how they've been able to fully leverage an account-based approach. Nitichuk Tai is the Vice President of Marketing at Mintigo, a B2B customer intelligence platform for marketing and sales that provides insights and buying signals driven by artificial intelligence. And Asher Matthew is the Vice President of Business Development for Lean Data, a revenue ops platform that enables revenue teams to manage all go-to-market motions. Nita Asher, thanks for joining us today. And of course, being willing to share your secrets. Thanks so much for inviting us. Thanks a lot. We're excited. Nita, tell us about your background and how you got into ABM. Sure. So my background and how I got to actually Mintigo is uh, I was one of their first customers um, when I managed marketing operations and analytics at a company called Newstar. So we were on a mission at Newstar to really help, um, you know, prioritize leads that were coming in in the funnel when everything was around uh, lead and demand generation. Um, so, you know, Mintrigo was introduced by my boss, um, and we, we, we looked at the technology to help us identify who are the right people that we should be selling to, and they showed this very, like, high-definition, 360-degree view of our ideal buyers, um, and it generated really, really good results. And from there, we started to also explore um, how do we identify accounts that, that fit that fit that profile um, too, and that's really when ABM started taking off. So about three years ago, I decided to go from being Mintigo's customer to being Mintigo employee and help um, Mintigo customers uh, leverage uh, predictive analytics and AI and customer intelligence to help guide who they should be targeting. And that's really when ABM was taking off at full scale. Um, so, you know, I've been working with customers over the past couple of years and, and now leading marketing at Mintigo and, and working with the solution for our own ABM efforts. And, and it's, it's really remarkable to see how quickly the marketing world went from driving demand and getting as many inbound leads and, and measuring leads, you know, and MQLs and, and all of that to really focusing everything at the, at the account level. And, and now it just seems like it's ABM everything, not just for marketing, but for sales, for business intelligence teams, for, you know, the entire company's revenue strategy. That's awesome. Asher, what about you? What was your journey to this place uh, called account-based everything? Yeah, you know, as we were coming together and talking about doing this podcast, it reminded me of this one conversation that I had with my marketing ops team when I was back at Avalara. And um, at Avalara, we were very partner-based. So account-based with a slight twist, I would say, right? Because our go-to-market was very much partner-centric. We had to go work with the partners, work on their accounts. And then uh, we had teams that were aligned to those partners uh, for uh, understanding and building those relationships and then finally monetizing them, right? And then one day I go and say, oh, my goodness, I just heard this, like, ABM thing. Like, what is this all account-based marketing stuff? And so I go to my marketing ops team and say, hey, do you guys know about ABM? Like, I think it's like the best new thing since sliced bread. And so my marketing ops team goes, you know, this concept has been around since like the 70s and 80s. You know, people used to do this before, too. They're just getting really, really good at it now. So that was my first foray into ABM. And then I didn't fully realize the impact that ABM programs make until I caught to lean data. 
and then uh, Avalara was a customer of Lean Data as well, and uh, and that's how I learned about the company. And so, I would say my experience with account-based programs has been about like a few years, and and I've come to appreciate them a lot more as I've been working with customers and prospects and partners, uh, which, by the way, Mintigo is a partner of ours as well, and we love working with them to help companies uh, make sure that their ABM programs are intact. So that would be the gist of how I got to uh, Lean Data and uh, how uh, I got to learn about ABM programs. That's awesome, and it's awesome to know that you guys are partners. I think we're seeing that in the world of MarTech more and more, and these the best solutions are coming out of of working together and collaborating as partners as combined solutions for the for the for the end users, right? Nita, once once a team is you know excited about account based uh, like you were, like you referred to being when you first heard about it, where do you suggest that they start? Do you have any advice for those maybe just wanting to test it against something they're already doing or wanting to take take the leap and and go all account based? Yeah, I think it really starts with getting intelligence and insights to figure out who you want to go after. Um, But before that, you really need to identify your goal. Like, what are you trying to achieve when you do account-based anything? Um, For some businesses, you know, they want to run account-based strategies to just drive more logos and get more companies to sign deals with them. And and others are a little bit more strategic, and they want to target, you know, high high-paying customers to drive more more revenue. So you need to understand the goal first um, and what you're hoping to uh, to achieve. And then from there, using insights and intel to uh, understand what those what those top accounts would could look like. Um, and a lot of times, companies just don't have enough intelligence or don't have access to the data to really build out their their ideal targets. Um, and once you once you do have that insights and, and data driven approach to come up with your account list. You know, there's an easy way to go about it with, you know, one-off type of outbound campaigns to test something quick. Um, or you could uh, step it up a little and, and be very strategic and data-driven in digital campaigns. And I think these days it takes more than just one campaign to get somebody to respond. So how in the world of, right now I feel like artificial intelligence is the new kid on the block that everybody wants to meet. Um, Walk me through how how AI may influence sort of that beginning, those beginner steps or those first steps that someone might take. Sure. So, like, think about it like like this, right? When you're when you're looking to identify companies that are gonna that, that you should focus on, um, a lot of times you're gonna tap into uh, your own database. So you might pull a list in your CRM that shows all the companies that have bought from you, and the only thing you have access to is some firmographic information, industry, sub-industry, their company size, and, and maybe a, a little bit of extra extra details, and that's it. But what that ends data. up happening is when you go out and go to, like, a, a database and say, give me all of the companies that fit this industry and this, this company size, you still have a very, very large universe of accounts to target. Um, and, and that's not, you know, strategic ABM. That's just you know, pulling a large list of uh, accounts that fit basic firmographic information. What artificial intelligence can do is it can actually provide you with insights that you don't know and you don't have access to. Um, so, for example, what, what Mintigo does to gather intelligence about accounts is we go off and mine the web to collect known facts about companies. 
So we've, we've trained machines to go out and crawl websites to get intelligence on things like what tools and technologies are companies using, what are they hiring for, what positions exist within a company, uh, what types of security things do they have and compliance. And there's all these like um, known facts that you can't really get from your CRM system um, but it's important to, uh, to, to when you build your actual ideal customer profile and, and that kind of intelligence, that deep level of, of insight is what customers can use to really hone in on the true ICP and, and who they should be targeting for, for accounts. So, you know, even if you go the route of trying to buy a bunch of data and, and put it all together, your investment's like going to skyrocket, plus you're still going to have basic information um, there's nothing new that's going to be um, provided to help you really hone in on your on your ideal customers. It seems once you know, uh, I, I just want to elaborate a little bit on that. Like we keep calling it artificial intelligence, which means the people that are using the so- software aren't necessarily intelligent. I don't think that's the case. I think we should actually call it augmented intelligence because the people that are using these technologies are smart. They just need help to do things faster so we could capture at least what I call the magical moment of conversion faster. So that would be the only two cents that I have on on, on the use of artificial intelligence, just the word and the vernacular as we are talking about it these days. I love that. I love that. Yeah, I mean, uh, reaffirming marketers and letting them trust some of their instincts, right, and then be augmented or assisted by the intelligence. I love that concept, Asher. Asher, once you, you know, what have you encountered as um, some of the biggest challenges to doing what Netta is describing? Yeah, so, so it's interesting. So, so I feel like, like we're in a world where we keep talking about sales and marketing alignment, and then we look at it from like a people perspective, and then we're looking at it from a process perspective, and then somewhat, like at least in our space, we're looking at it from a technology perspective, but then we come down to the data, right? And then marketers deal with a different set of data and salespeople uh, work with different set of data. And, and it even comes down to, I'll give you an example, a channel for a marketer is very different than a channel is for, uh, for a salesperson. And then you go and say, okay, well, um, marketers primarily are working on accounts, and then they get the accounts, and then they basically do target those accounts, right? And then they put a list of leads or contacts together, and then they blast them out as well and then get some level of engagement. And then you push all that data over to the CRM system and there's no linkage between those leads that come in and the accounts. And then you say, okay, well, a salesperson who wants to go target a set of accounts, which is basically the exact same thing that the marketer is doing, is also email blasting that entire list of accounts based on the different contacts that are or may or may not be in the system. So it's like there's like repetitive work being done on both sides and all that does is it kills the buyer's experience or the prospect's experience for really like real engagement to take place. I don't know what do you th- what do you say is what I'm saying saying happen it has happened in your um, in your world as you've dealt with these two sides of the coin. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the big, biggest challenges is having all of everything connected back to the the account level. I mean, where marketers are struggling the most is being able to see that holistic view about any account. I mean, you know, you have leads kind of living in one world, then you have contacts tied to accounts, and then all of those people could be part of the buying committee. They might not be. 
And a lot of times we rely on, you know, salespeople to make that connection and, 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 uh, do the, you know, technically connect the, the, the two objects to, to one. Um, and it, it breaks, you know, there's, there's only so much humans can do to keep everything, everything connected and, and they need to in, a, in order to, you know, engage, engage at scale. Really good. Seems you both encountered, you know, account based done well and and maybe done wrong. Um, Let's talk for a minute because you both just touched on it. Um, If sales is working some, you know, an account list from one direction and marketing is working the same account list, how do how do you suggest? And I'll I'll just sort of let let whoever's most inspired respond. How do you suggest that these teams get aligned? Can they get aligned? And how do they how do they measure? engagement levels of these accounts and how should they look to use it i'll use a trigger word qualify um you know what they're doing if it's working or not working yeah i think you know when it when it comes to abm you have to be aligned with sales not only in you know the account selection process but how are you going to go to market what are the different channels that you're going to use to engage and these days like I, I don't think that there is a, you know, golden kind of uh, recipe on the sequence of what needs to happen where because buyers are engaging and in, in, in doing their own kind of thing all the time. Like, I feel like traditionally marketers have always like thought in their head, like, I'm going to start off with this email. And then once somebody clicks, I'll pass it to sales to do one call and then sales will call and then it'll go over to this person to do something else. And we like, we sort of are, are guessing the pattern of buyers and saying like, you know, I think this is the right sequence and methodology we should use, but it's not the case for everybody. And, and, you know, you need to have intelligence to know who's targeting what, when. So when sales is actually going after to market to an account, there needs to be that level of, uh, you know, that, that touch point documented somewhere. And then if sales, sales also needs to see that to know when that happens. So they can see that signal and know whether or not they should engage today, or maybe they want to hold off. And when they do engage, marketers also need to see that signal and say, okay, that just happened. So now I know that I need to take this action. Like there needs to be intelligence and signals from, for marketers to know what sales is doing, sales to know what marketers are doing, but more importantly, for both to know what the buyer is doing and how are they engaging engaging with you. And and I would just add, you do need to leverage some technology at some point in time and then have a framework of engagement, right? Like what we do at Lean Data is we have target accounts and we have non-target accounts. And so while we would leverage our sales team to hit those target accounts there are the non-target accounts that marketing is also hitting, but just with different types of content. And then once we identify that an account is engaged, we we actually move the account over to sales so that they can take it on and take it further uh, in the in the funnel or in the buying process. Um, that's one piece of it. The other piece that's even more interesting in this account-based uh, marketing world, and uh, especially talking about the buyer's journey is the context of who the buyer is, similar to what uh, uh, what Lila was just alluding to. The context of the buyer is, uh, and here's what happens in a lot of B2B companies today, 
and it happened in almost all of the ones that I've interacted with. So I have firsthand experience of at least like ten of them. Uh, and so, uh, a, let's say a VP of sales will come through, and uh, and uh, and the marketer did this massive like ABM campaign, and uh, and then you engage the VP of sales, and then that VP of sales is super interested in buying a technology, and then that VP of sales goes and picks up the phone or uh, or and says, I'm just going to actually go and find out more information or I'll go and interact with somebody on a, a via chat. And immediately what the company is doing is they will f- push that VP of sales through a qualification process because that's what sales does. They qualify in or qualify out, right? And, and not realizing that that person who is part of a target account uh, is actually a very qualified buyer, and so we should provide him the ability to get to a meaningful conversation about the product, about the buying process, by somebody who is more, or I would say, well-trained and well-informed in the company's products and really curate that process for him, right? Um, I feel like we don't. there's not a lot of work that's being done in that space today outside of using technology. So... That would be my only key point is adding to what Nita was saying. Yeah, you made a really good point also about, like, the, the content piece. And, you know, in, in order to really attract the right companies and the right buying community, you need to be very personalized about content and, and not just adding a company name on, like, an ad um, or, you know, their brand colors and, and so on, although that is it, it is important. You know, it's actually listening and, and, and listening and looking at insights to help guide what should that message be and, and what should the angle be when I present this offer and, and not be so generic. You need to understand, like, what our business is searching for and really look at the whole picture of, you know, what are they buying online and, and what are they investing in and what are they hiring for and then really craft that message and make sure that that message is the same one that marketing is delivering, the same one sales is delivering, and and so on. I, I'm sure that a lot of heads are nodding now. <laughs> Mine certainly is. Um, question for the both of you, though: um, what you're what you're saying is resonating. Context is definitely important. Do we need technology to do that? And how does that technology look different than maybe your your traditional CRM and marketing automation solution that marketers have been using for the last ten or twenty years? You know, I think I think it it depends on um, it depends on what gap you're looking to fill. You know, some some companies they have amazing setup in their marketing automation or CRM technologies, and they could launch campaigns to the right people. They have beautiful data hygiene. You know, everything looks really really good, but they need they need more intel. Um, and, and they need more, um, you know, more uh, insights on to help with the with the targeting and the and the guiding of content and so on. Um, but I haven't really seen a lot of customers, to be honest, who have it um, nailed down a hundred hundred percent. And there are technologies, even those those that do have you know beautiful setups. There are technologies in the background connected to their systems to maintain that hygiene um, and make sure that there's rules in place to normalize and, and, and create streamlined processes and, and so on. Um, and so I, I do think that there, are, there are definitely is a need for technology, and you can't just do it with your own first-party data. What do you totally. Think, I, would, I would say on, on the sales side, um, I'm going to 
make a cliche statement. You used to have like sales ops Steve, uh, and uh, who basically do the function in on the sales side, and it would be all manual. And uh, and then some people figured out that you can actually codify some of the stuff that needs to happen on the sales ops side from an automation perspective. But it was never a WYSIWYG experience where if you think about it, you can go make a change, get the right data to the right people, and uh, um, and 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 you would have to wait on IT to code all this stuff and maintain it and update it. And, and, and you know, I, I love IT, but sometimes dealing with them is not the most efficient manner. So I would say you do need to, again, augment your processes with technology where you feel like you can have a boost in productivity and definitely a boost in efficiency. So while we're on the, the vein or the thread of technology, um, <clears throat> I know you both work at technology companies, certainly that support some of the, some of the behavior and, and um, programming that we're talking about. Um, a little bit of a, call it a shameless promotion. Nita, when would somebody need something like Mintigo? I mean, to be honest, I think if you're going out to run any campaign, you need intelligence to guide you on who you should target based on whether or not they're going to buy from you. I mean, it it all starts with with that. And then even when, um, you know, you're able to use intelligence to guide who to target, when those people respond and enter your database, you need need me to go in place in your automation and CRM systems to also make sure that those are the right accounts and that they are the right buyers and, and, and what their propensity to buy is. And so I, I feel like it, it needs to be included. Like all B2B companies need this because it is the, it is the brains on top of your marketing and sales stack. And it's fueling insights to enable both marketers and sellers on who to target and how and when to engage. And, and you're, if you do it right, you know, you're going to see accelerated business growth and higher ASP. I mean, that's, that's what we're seeing with our own customers. Asher, I know uh, Nita happens to be one of your raving fans. <laughs> so what would raving fans like Nita say um, similarly about lean data? When should someone uh, use, use lean data and what problems are you guys helping to solve? Well, number one, if you're using Mintigo, you for sure need lean data. So <laughs> that's a given. And then uh, outside of that, yeah, I mean, if you have a ABM project uh, or an ABM strategy that's, that you're implementing, or you have a, uh, a lot of inbound that's coming in, or you have a sales team that is, say, about 10 people or and above, you know, anywhere where there is the, uh, there's a, a gap between how do you connect the right people that marketing is engaging with the right sales reps, and you're facing that problem, that's where you would need lean data because where we've gotten the routing platform to today is you can literally take or I would say envision a go-to-market strategy and then put it on paper or maybe in a lucid chart and then our flow charts are designed where you can literally say, take, copy paste. I mean, I'm using the proverbial example, but uh, you can literally take the, the, the lucid chart and then draw another chart in lean data and then make sure all the data components are talking to each other. So, again, anywhere you have high velocity, high inbound, a target account initiative like uh, like an ABM is where you would use us. Awesome. 
Um, Nita, I'll turn back to you. Any any advice you want to leave listeners with that are um, somewhere on the continuum of ABM? Yeah, I would just say that, you know, um, the struggle of ABM is very, very real. Um, the struggle of getting access to data and having data live in different places and converting that into Meaningful insights is also a big challenge um, that we recognize, and there is a very simple way for you to get meaningful um, insights in your system so you can make smarter decisions. And, you know, it's uh, you don't need a lot of different tools and technologies to, to get this. And I know a lot of businesses out there are looking to consolidate their marketing technology and or MarTech stack. And Mintigo is a great way to, you know, get the insights, get the data, and be smarter about how you go to market. Um, so, you know, don't, uh, it, it's not meant to um, be a very technical, hard-to-use solution. Like, this, this is really going to simplify life for you, um, at least in, in marketing and sales. So I don't know about personal life, but maybe. <laughs> Simple is better even there, I would imagine. Asher, any <laughs> advice you would leave listeners with on about ABM or account-based anything? I would just said because, uh, again, given our company's role and where we sit in the tech stack, we see a lot of adjacent technologies and being purposeful and meaningful about which technologies you're picking and why and what their impact will be is uber important because it's so hard to onboard with the technology and then make sure that they somehow all connect together, that if you do all of that work up front, um, uh, ask the vendors, ask the consultants that are out there in the marketplace, um, uh, or ask other fellow uh, customers um, how they're they're approaching uh, their uh, revenue projects. I think it's important because if you can handle the design of the technology up front, then... uh, and then it'll just be a much funner experience using them or consuming the technology and then engaging prospects, which is, I would imagine, where, where most people want to spend the majority of their time. We all want to have fun. Well, Nita Asher, it's been great. I've enjoyed our conversation very much. Thank you both for being on the show today. Look forward to running into you at the, the next opportunity. Thank you for having us. We look forward to meeting you too. 